Welcome to Ask the Tech Coach, brought to you by the TeacherCast Educational Network. If you are in charge of professional development and looking to build an innovative digital learning experience, this is the podcast for you. Join us each week as we uncover strategies that tech coaches are using to drive their digital transformations one classroom at a time. And now for your host, with over two decades of experience working with tech coaches and edtech companies from all around the world, Jeff Bradbury. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is Ask the Tech Coach podcast, episode number 85. If you are in professional development, coaching, or anything related to adult education, this is that podcast. With me, as always, is the amazing co-host, Susan Vincent. Susan, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Great. Great to be back and enjoying the signs of spring and getting ready for our um, Kentucky State Technology Conference coming up this week. So oh my goodness! stuff to come. You've got some presentations going on, don't you? Yes, three. Three? What are you doing? Yes. I am presenting on Curation with Wakelet and uh, Breakout EDU talking about my journey and um, interactivity. Like, what is an interactive classroom? What does it look like here in 2020? Interactive classrooms. That is a really, really cool topic. Yes, I'm excited for us to talk more about that, hopefully in the next few weeks. And today we're going to be taking a topic similar to that, but we're going to be going in the opposite direction, aren't we? Yes, yes. We're going to be talking about the uninteractive costume. In fact, today we're going to be talking about distance learning. This is going to be a hot topic, and we have so much to say about this and so many things to hear about. With, of course, the uh, I don't know if you heard. There's a there's a, a coronavirus going around. I don't yes, know. Yes, I've if, heard a little bit about that. I don't know if you've heard of it. I don't know if it's hit Kentucky yet. Um, I'm glad to see that your conference is still on. Of course, we've been hearing yes. so many things. South by Southwest um, canceled uh, recently. ASCD canceled theirs. I know the world right now is looking at this. Going is ISTE canceling? There's no news at this point to see what's going on. Microsoft has canceled their E2 in in Australia, and that was supposed to be happening in the next month or so. So there's so much going on, and with that, there's so many different school districts right now and states that are tackling the concept of should we go to a distance learning? What happens if we go to a distance learning? You've heard of these different things, haven't you, Susan? Oh, yes. So many questions come up when this topic starts rising. I mean, you know, just on a normal school year, we talk about it for snow day use. So, you know, thinking about with this coronavirus scare, how more prominent the topic has arisen. Now, we promise you we are certainly not experts in this field, but I do work with a lot of people who have been in the trenches, both at the national, uh, state, um, non-education, yet government level. And, and I've certainly been talking to a lot of principals and superintendents about this. So we're going to have a good little conversation today about some of the things that we're hearing, some of the things that we're seeing. Of course, again, we don't have all the answers. Um, we would like to hear from you. If you're a teacher, if you're a tech coach, if you're an administrator, we would love to have you guys reach out over at Ask the Tech Coach. Let us know what you guys think. Some of these things might be hitting home for you guys. And I will say that this is certainly going 
going to be the topic of our next mastermind meeting, which is only going to be happening next Thursday. Uh, Susan, I believe it's the Thursday, the 18th or whatever it is that date. So if you guys are interested in having these discussions in a big round table filled with tech coaches, let us know, reach out to us over on teacher cast. You can find us on Twitter at ask the tech coach. We would love to invite you guys to our next mastermind meeting. Um, it's certainly going to be a hot topic, but first of all, I got to ask you, Susan, because you've been tech coaching for a while. Have you ever seen so much, um, so many different conversations having to do with distant learning? I mean, you've talked about snow days, which, you know, that's nice. You have one mm-hmm. snow day. Maybe you go to like a Google classroom thing. We'll talk about that as we go today, but I don't remember a time in the last whatever that this has been a hotter topic. I have not. I mean, in my even before tech coaching, I was taught in the classroom for five years before that. And I have never seen it be this hot of a topic for this particular reason. I mean, I've seen other epidemic scares come through. I mean, over the years, we've had various forms of flu scares, but this has certainly been the most prominent, um, hottest topic of conversation about this that I've heard in years. Are, are you scared? I mean, are you are you in the hand wash? I, I got to say, the other day, I, I had a class come in. It was after lunch, and I made everybody do a Purell test on it just because I was washing my hands. So why, why shouldn't they be washing yours? What are you doing as somebody who goes between many classrooms, many buildings? And, you know, look, a teacher has 30, class, uh, 30 kids. You got 30 classes. What are you doing to protect yourself? Um, just normal, the things that I would normally do, because we've had flu season anyway, just the normal flu A and flu B. And um, one of our campuses did close for a day because of high percentage of absences. So I'm not doing anything different to keep away from the coronavirus that I wouldn't normally do from a day-to-day basis. Well, what, wash my hands on a normal well, what, schedule. What, what does that mean? Do you show up to work and they say, hey, we have a, a thousand kids sick? we're going to close or did you know that a couple of days in advance? Like how, how did they make the announcement that they're closing an entire building? Um, the one campus that closed for us a few weeks ago for just the normal flu strand, um, we knew about, we knew early in the day that day, they, after they took attendance, um, it was reported to the superintendent at our main campus and they made that decision then. And then it went out through our um, texting um features our um, messenger, <laughs> our um, texting messenger features that we use, which we use various forms and phone call, one call systems and such as that. So um, once they made that decision, people knew by noon so they could make plans, you know, parents could make plans for the next day and those types of things. That is an amazing thing when we talk about closing campuses. And, you know, when we look at things like distant learning, there's many ways to define this. Right. How would you be defining distant learning? How should we be looking at this concept? Well, I mean, there's many reasons for distant lear- distance learning, as we all know. But I mean, when it comes to a sickness scare, you know, we have to look at it in the form of we need to reach all of our students and still have some form of, if you want to call it an assignment, we can we'll call an assignment for sake for lack of another word right now but you know that's what we think of is they're going to be at home we need to provide something digitally for them to do now i'm gonna i'm gonna argue with you on that one because let's just take a look here and 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 please feel free to come back at me on this one too but when you're saying distant learning you specifically just said digital how does that work right i mean couldn't an assignment be Hey guys, we're going to be out of school for the next week. 
here's a textbook. Um, clearly, when we're trying to think about a scenario where we're going to shut down a school for a day, a week, or whatever, um, are students able to receive assignments? Does everybody have internet? Does everybody have a device? I mean, we're not in a world where everybody has these things readily available. Um, let's just start there. What do you say? That is a very good point that we do need to consider. And even grade level, we have to consider that, you know, in snow day conversations, I've heard that, oh, yes, our middle school and high school students are one to one. But what about our elementary kids? Are we just going to give them a packet of worksheets? Those questions do have to be considered. So, yes, that is a great um, comeback that definitely needs to be considered. It may not always take the form of digitally as bad as us tech coaches may want it to. Well, what happens if we want to do this? Okay, let, let's 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 flip the coin on this one here, Susan. Perfect world, right? We are looking for a solution to provide distance learning lessons. Um, everything we do is online, isn't? Aren't we already able to do distance learning? I mean, or what are the major applications that we should be thinking about setting up and training for? And as tech coaches, providing tutorials on how to do things remotely. Well, I mean, well, I think when it comes to distance learning, and I heard this on a, um, another uh, podcast from another mentor the other day, it's important that during a time like this, that you don't want to start new learning new technology tools. This is not the time to introduce new technology tools. If you have some kind of learning management system in place, have it in place and keep it there. And that's what you need to use, things that the students are comfortable with. And, and it may go back to your argument a while ago. And then maybe that is the textbook that they're comfortable with, and that's the way you have to go. So keep the students comfortable, and obviously your hesitant teachers need to feel comfortable in providing the distance learning, whatever form it may take. Now, I know for my class, and I'm not going to use myself as the example the whole time here, but you know, I have everything set up here in my Google Classroom. I have a website. All of my projects are on my website, all the directions, all my videos. And even on the days that I'm sick, that I'm not in the classroom, I'm at home creating videos. The kids know that if I'm ever not there, they go to the website, they create a, you know, they, they can do everything without me. Um, so I've kind of already feel like I've got a distance learning situation. And even if I'm in the classroom, they still know, go to the website, go to classroom, download, do all those different things. What else can I be doing? What else should I be thinking about? And we're talking like the, the, the teachers out there that are that are really, really moving in their advance, whether they're using Classroom, whether they're using Teams, whether they're using Schoology, Canvas, anything like that. What are some of the things that the advanced teachers can be thinking about doing and how do we as tech coaches support them? I think differentiation is huge. You know, we talk about differentiation from day to day, whether it be our, for our special needs or for our advanced learners though we want them to do that inside the classroom. So with distance learning, I think that's a consideration we need to think of. And it's not going to always take the same form. And that's something to think about as we, you know, merge toward that route for various reasons is how am I going to reach those special needs students or how am I going to enhance my lesson to, um, you know, reach my gifted and talented students? 
I guess that's. I, I guess you're right about that. You know, because I, I always look at it from okay. I gave my assignment. I'm certainly not thinking I'm sick tomorrow. I need to give five variations of this lesson just in case somebody's a more advanced or less advanced. I'm thinking I need a sub. This is going to get me through the day. Go and let's run with it. Mm -hmm. And I think in these, and I think that's normal in just normal circumstances. But in some of these extreme cases that, you know may or may not come to fruition, you know, we need to, you know, consider those things of, you know, how are we going to reach all of our students if for, um, God forbid, we were out for weeks at a time. Now, what can we do to prepare? I know there's a lot of school districts that are right now thinking about it. And you might wake up and tomorrow you hear, hey, uh, at the end of the week, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, we're taking off because we got to wash the entire school down. How do we prepare for this? Should we be preparing for this? I mean, it's almost like we have our lesson plans for the week. We know how to help out our teachers. But what can we do as tech coaches to help our teachers think about this, prepare for this? What should be in our Tuesday newsletter this week? You know, I think just definitely um, reminding them of the tools that they have at hand, you know, those tools that you have available, you know, whether whatever subscriptions they may be, you know, if you're a Nearpod school or a Cami school, you know, reminding them, hey, these tools are available. If for some reason you have to make extra plans or differentiated plans and post them digitally, you have these tools available. Remind your students that you may see some assignments containing these. So I think it's the tech coach's responsibility in this case just to remind the um, teachers the tools that they have at hand. You know, when I'm looking at all the things like newsletters, I'm, I started looking back through all of my past newsletters to figure out, okay, I've been doing newsletters on all of these amazing things, Teams, Classrooms, we video, all those different things. What are some of the things that I can pull out that, okay, maybe you didn't want to learn about Teams or Classroom before, but now that everyone's thinking about this whole distant learning thing, what are some of the things that I can pull out that are going to be helpful if tomorrow we find out that we're going on, uh, on, on a little bit of a hiatus? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's definitely huge. You know, those just quick making quick videos for I mean, you know, we've referred to it, you know, in the sense of using it as a flipped classroom. Well, you know, if we had to go into shutdown mode, this is the time to flip your classroom. So pull out those screencastify videos, those screencastomatic videos, those quick tutorials and, you know, repost them in a easy location that so those teachers can have quick access to because now that they're gonna now they are gonna have a need to know it so i i we have a list that we're gonna kind of talk about today recently i was speaking with a uh vice president of a teachers union somebody who controls hundreds of thousands of of educators or i wouldn't say control but you know what i'm saying and and we kind of came up with a, a small list of concerns that are being discussed at not only a, a, a district level, but a state level, an association level. And I thought, you know, let's Susan and I, let's just kind of go through these together here. But when we think of safety for members and safety for students, clearly, I think we're going to be needing to figure out a game plan here. Should we be stocking up on Purell in every classroom? Should we be having mandatory bathroom breaks for everybody after lunch? Should we be having some other form of, I mean, should every student be walking around with masks on? What What is reasonable 
And, and what do you think is unreasonable? I mean, I can certainly give my opinion in these cases. And I think, you know, the number one thing is obviously follow your um, building or district procedures and guidelines in this case The you know, your health administrators that work for your district, they'll give you guidelines. You know, in my personal experience, you know, if you're a good teacher, you're going to have these items at hand in your classrooms, you know, the hand sanitizer, the soap and water in a sink, or at least a sink nearby, and you're encouraging those students to wash their hands. I mean, I was always one of those teachers, you know, don't forget to wash your hands. I was an elementary teacher, so it's, you know, you take them to the bathroom and don't forget to wash your hands. That's part of your mantra when you take them there. So, you know, hopefully you're encouraging those things on a day-to-day basis as good hygiene habits anyway. You know, some of the conversations that I know are happening are this. If we set up a distant learning, is it reasonable to say we need to do something with, I'll just say, Teams or Google Hangout where there's going to be a live teacher in a live classroom setting, maybe at the same time it usually is. Maybe we set up something where kids are jumping between video portals. That seems very utopian. I'm not sure if that's even a possibility to do. Um, That would mean an awful lot of stuff. Although I know Google has been pushing, uh, you know, this is how you use Meet or Hangouts or whatever they call it. This is how you use larger video conferencing platforms. But I know one of the conversations that has been pushed around um, at the district level, state level, is if, if a teacher, let's say at night, puts together a Google Classroom assignment and that's it. And then the kid goes in, takes the classroom assignment. Is that teacher working a full day? And if they're not working a full day, do we pay them for a full day? And if you're not being paid for a full day, do does that teacher pay into their health insurance? And if that teacher isn't paying into their health insurance... How does that teacher keep up their health insurance? And and you can see the rabbit hole, but these are real conversations that are happening with people who are far higher pay pay grade than than this podcaster. And those are scary conversations. Very much. I mean, I think, you know, obviously, like you said, those are um, guidelines that need to be established by people way higher up than we um, are. I mean, here in Kentucky, like I was referring to, to the um, non-traditional instructional days, as has been called for the snow days, you know, it was required and different districts did it different ways. They just had a certain requirement and that teacher had to be available online for, you know, a couple hours during that snow day, like two to three hours, either via email or Google Hangout or Skype what have you and they had to be available in case the student was there to answer questions so you know that's one way that's just one of many ways that this could be done now did you practice that i mean is that a is that a teacher drill where they said hey it's a sunday everybody go and hang out for two hours or how did everybody know to do that or what was that looking like well I personally was not in a district that did this. And then when I moved to my new campus, we're a private school. So we um, do things a little differently, too. So I just from, again, talking to friends and um, colleagues from other districts, it was never practiced, to my knowledge. It just was, you know, established at the beginning of the year. If we have a non-traditional instructional day, this will be your requirements. And I guess, you know, if it's one of those, if snow is expected, the teachers explain it to the students or at some point they explain it to students 
So, you know, definitely one of those questions that are huge and needs to be considered. So if there's no school and students have to stay home, clearly students come in all ages, that clearly means that now you've got a major, major problem with childcare, parents needing to stay home. Uh, How does lost wages there work, right? Those are things that school districts are thinking about. And, and, you know, we, we think that distance learning is hinging on does a kid have a Chromebook or not. But if you're going to tell a parent that suddenly there's another week off and they have to take care of their child and, you know, starting tomorrow, go. That's a that's a horrible situation to put your entire community into. It is hard. And I know in my former district, we went through some, um, you know, governmental issues where you know the teachers almost went on strike and you know that was gonna that was becoming a huge question with parents are what are we supposed to do and that question really never and thankfully the teachers didn't end up having to go on strike and things calmed down but parents were starting to ask those questions it was you know in the community facebook pages boy was it getting heated of what are we going to do if they go on strike i'm going to lose pay for my job now another thing that we need to be that i know was being talked about is you know it is our job as edu- as educators to provide an equal and fair education for everybody and that's not that's not easy to do but that's certainly easier to do when you're all under the same roof Very if much. you need to be coming up with a plan for every single child, whether it be regular ed or special ed for a given amount of time, how is it possible for a school district to keep up with that mandate of, of, of fair and equal education for any kid when you know, I, I'm a teacher, I'm not going to your house to help you learn if I'm an aide or I'm a support coach or whatever the situation might be. I mean, students that are special needs and have certain requirements and we have a contract to keep up those certain requirements. Um, that's a difficult, uh, it's another difficult conversation. Mm-hmm. I feel Very like I'm putting you on the spot. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do this to you on the spot, but, but these are all important things that, that I know they, have been going on. They truly are. And really, I think with this coronavirus scare, you know, whatever becomes of it, I think it's truly making us who are in the trenches every day think about this. And, you know, I hope in turn it will, you know, make our government officials and administrators at the departments of education think a little bit more um, heavily on, you know, maybe we need a plan in place in case, you know, God forbid a weather catastrophe happens or a coronavirus strikes or whatever. And, and, you know, and the last one here that that I know has been talked about is, is, is meal prep. You know, for many students, the, the school setting is the only time that they actually either get a meal, get a, get a good meal, get a hot meal. Um, If you close your school down and then suddenly students aren't able to meet the basic dietary needs. um, Again, we would love to know what you guys are doing out there. We would love to know what, what, what your school districts are doing, how you're working it. Um, we would actually love to do a part two to this episode. Yes. As we said at the beginning, we, we, we just kind of wanted to come on today and talk about this stuff. And again, I, I feel bad for Susan. I'm sorry. I just kind of like threw all this heavy stuff at you. But It's all good. Makes you if, think. You know, if, if you're a tech coach out there and you've got any of these conversations going on or if you're an administrator or 
look, I would love to do a roundtable show next week or the following week. And let's just kind of hash out some of these concepts because all of this stuff is really, really important. And I don't think we're ever going to find answers to this on a little podcast like this. But but having a forum that we can discuss all this stuff is, I think, extremely important. And that is one of the reasons why we do this each and every week. Now, another reason why we do each this each and every week is to support tech coaches. Once we have these answers, then the tech coach should be going into action and going, all right, if this is the plan, here's how I support this. Absolutely. And I think that's that's the big thing is, you know, even those these questions are flying around. I mean, I feel like I still have to be there to support my teachers and, you know, whatever comes up. Just like we said, what needs to be in our Tuesday newsletter this week and just keeping them aware of those things. That's until some a, answers are found. I mean, if you're one of those tech coaches that puts tech tips in the bathroom, that's a lot more bathrooms that you have to be going into. And maybe we were refrained from the bathroom with the coronavirus scare. All right. So coronavirus has no has no no need for bad jokes right now. I get it. Guys, we have a lot of questions. We've got questions for you. We've got questions for our government officials. We've got questions for our school districts. And we are all here to work together. If you guys would like to be on the show, please reach out to us over on Twitter at Ask the Tech Coach. And we hope that something in here has, has given you guys some hope or has brought up some questions that maybe you can ask your school district. I'm asking my school district. Susan, I'm sure you're asking your school district all these different questions. Um, yes. Please feel free to reach out to us over at Ask the Tech Coach. We'd love to have you here. Susan, I hope you have an opportunity to to have your conference this week. Good is it this week? Next week? It is this Wednesday through Friday. Good luck with everything. Don't Thank forget you. to wash your hands. Um, I know that right now my life is starting to go crazy. I was telling Susan we just accepted an offer to sell our house. We're going into house hunting mode right now. So trying to figure out how to keep teacher cast going, how to keep the family strong, how to not get sick and also how to not miss weeks of the ask the tech coach show so keep checking out everything over at teachercast.net we would love to have you continue to be a part of our educational network and again we'd love to know how you guys are working on this stuff if you happen to be in new jersey on march 21st head on over to metuchen Edu uh, technology symposium i'll be giving the keynote there i'm having a great time putting it together and can't wait to see everybody who's going to be in attendance in metuchen on march 21st it's going to be a good time come on out if you can susan where can we find you this week and uh, get more information about what you're, what you're doing. Well, this week you can follow hashtag KISTE, K-Y-S-T-E 2020, and you can, um, you know, virtually attend the conference. I'm sure we'll all be tweeting out lots of stuff that we're learning and um, presenting. And otherwise, you can find me personally um, or professionally on Twitter at SV314DWS and at my blog at techimaginations.net. And, of course, you can find everything for the show over at askthetechcoach.com. This is episode 85. We're going to have a ton of – I don't know if we're going to have show notes for this, but we're going to have a ton of questions that we've been posing. Everything that we've kind of been discussing is going to be on our show notes over at askthetechcoach.com. Don't forget, if you're a tech coach, share this episode. Share this show with everybody. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at askthetechcoach. It is great to see those notifications when more tech coaches join the TeacherCast Tech Coaches Network. If you'd like to join the discussion next week, we're going to be live in our mastermind group discussing this very topic. Topic. So check it out over at teachercast.net slash mastermind today. And that wraps up number 85 here of Ask the Tech Coach. On behalf of Susan and everybody here on the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classrooms and continue sharing your passions with your students. 
You've been listening to Ask the Tech Coach, hosted by Jeff Bradbury of the TeacherCast Educational Network. Please reach out to the show with all of your questions on Twitter at AskTheTechCoach or online at www.askthetechcoach.com. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss any future episodes. And please take a moment to write a review in the App Store.